been a huge learning curve this year. Like everything that's happened with like having to move and everything has also been a blessing in disguise. Like I've had a lot of progression in glass. I've got to do a class this year, which we've talked about last episode, I believe. I've got to do a lot. I'm about to do a Serto class here in November, so I'm gonna start learning some Millie, some more Millie stuff because I want to start building Millie stuff here and like have guys using the lathes to pull down Millie sections for me and then cold work them, get them built out so that I can make pieces that are full Millie, full, you know, and like in Calmo stacked stuff. Like there's just there's so many things I want to try, and I think that that's very counterintuitive to me trying to make affordable glass. So that's why I got to do a little bit of both. I have to keep my bread and butter, the stuff that like people can like actually try my work and, and start trying to collect it. That's like achievable and affordable, but I also have to make museum level stuff too. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 133 of the podcast, I think. No? 135. Jesus Christ, dude. Let's start this again. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 135 of the podcast. Today, we're going to look at a few different pieces. Then we're going to go in session in the other room. Um, over there, I got a couple different double bub variations and one of the nuclear five mils. So it'll be a fun sesh. But first, we're going to look at these few pieces before we get into that. Today, we got two different tubes on the table here these are the clear and colored variation tubes i chose these today i do have full clear versions as well i could show but i did the clear with color variations because i think it's going to be easier for people on camera to see the components throughout the piece that make them function a little bit easier with the highlighted color on each of those and then right here in front of me we have this encolmo piece this is the mike was running from me this is the second encolmo piece we did here at bear mountain the first one was a five millimeter this second one is a 10 millimeter Double Diffuse Halo, it's not a mini. This is a big, big piece. Um, we're actually working on an even bigger Encomo piece right now. This one has, I think, 101 or 102 sections of color in it. The piece we're working on next is we're making a full Encomo tube. It's probably gonna have over 300 sections of color in it. It's gonna take months before you guys see it done, but the guys have already started stacking color for me. We got um, about 100 or 50 sections stacked so far, so quite a ways to go, but the process has started. So looking at this tube or this uh, RBR first, uh, this is one of these pieces that like when I hold it, I'm like, damn, dude, I can't believe I fucking made this. Just because the amount of like color in it and just the way it looks and how clean I was able to keep all the lines and stuff on this, like while I was making it, because any variance while you're shaping stuff, that color line will show that mistake. It's almost like going to show the memory of anything that went wrong because you're going to have little wobbles and things messed up. But this whole thing stayed so straight so clean i was just incredibly stoked how it came out and i got a really great response on it even had some of my favorite glass blowers like give me a follow like and comment on it i was like fuck yeah dude it was sick the most like complicated part of this whole piece for me was building the halo section on this i had to build this completely different than a normal halo typically when i'm building a halo rbr i pull one long piece of tubing and i turn it into a circle this i couldn't do that because i wanted to keep the lines on the face of it, the lines, the Encalmo lines going the edge all the way around. I wanted it full Encalmo and not to disrupt or cut any of those Encalmo lines. So what I had to do is I had to like make a cylinder and then basically turn it into a donut so that all the faces weren't disrupted and it could show all those straight Encalmo lines. Uh, but just incredible amount of work. 
and time in this piece and I'm so stoked someone scooped it. It was a very expensive piece. This is probably one of the most expensive solos I've ever like sold as far as like, usually if it's like a really expensive piece, there's like tons of drains and everything. This one is just, it's so much work, so much color, so much time. So it's just where the cost is in pieces like this, where buying this, you could get like, for the price of this, you could get like probably like eight of my pieces. You could have like a whole collection. This just, this was like pretty expensive, but super grateful that someone scooped it. And they also scooped the matching five mils for it too, which is fucking awesome. I was like, damn, that person's having a good Sunday. Or I mean, maybe they scooped it on Saturday during the Patreon drop. But yeah, the function on it's incredible. The weight on this thing, anyone that's picked it up, they're like, holy fuck, does this have water in it? I'm like, no, it's just that's how fucking heavy it is. Because the marble in here, this is like an inch and a half marble inside here, which is all in calm mode too. It's like rainbowed through it and UV. The thing all glows and shit. It's got all the things. But I'm so stoked how this came out. And I learned a ton on this piece. Um, let's look at some tubes real quick. I got to get this little stool over here because these tubes are about 23 inches tall, between 23 to 24 right in there. They're a good size tube. The first batch of these I did, they were a little shorter because they didn't have this added splash guard. Um, but I add the splash guard to these so that you don't get like any sprinkles or anything. It's just like good to go. Um, this one right here is the double diffuse tube. It's the 12 hole graded shower head perk like you see on like certain RBRs. And then that has like the double diffuse disc here, but it's welded in and it has oversized cuts. So when I pull on this thing and show you guys the function, you'll see it when it like stop pulling on it, it's going to bloop back down. So it almost acts like a blooper too. But this is what me and Cassie and the whole team here, not this specific one, but this same model and a full clear version, the team and I have been smoking. We fucking love this tube. It's a shredder. It's 50 millimeter to down to a 32 millimeter neck and then a 44 millimeter mouthpiece. So you get the comfort of 44 with that nice reduced 32 neck and then a bigger body 50 millimeter that really moves water effortlessly and stacks it all the way into that splash guard. All right, so I'm gonna pull on this real quick. I'm gonna climb up here real quick, guys. Then you can just see it bloops back down when it drains back into itself. Absolutely shreds. And the way these splash guards are set up, I was kind of like stomped. I'm like sitting there like, how do I make a splash guard that's like my own thing that's like original and you know but really functional and aesthetically looks nice and makes sense to people who collect this type of work when it comes to flower tubes and this flash this splash guard I sent up I'm like I don't think anyone would do it like this it looks very similar to what other people do but the way this is put in it's just kind of counterintuitive to like when you're thinking about the process and order of operations of building something out of glass there's a certain part of the splash guard that you're almost setting yourself up for shit to crack and be very hard to control any variables. But I've done so many of these weird sketchy welds that it makes sense to me. <coughs> so the cuts on the splash guard are three saw blades wide and they don't only go up the side of the splash guard, but they go across the base of it too. So when water splashes up, it shoots the water to the wall, but it doesn't just hold water up there. It immediately drains because those cuts are on the bottom of it too. Like it's like an L cut. Basically there's three L cuts in this top hat shaped colored section up there. So I did the same thing on this purple guy over here. Um, maybe I'll even switch these around because of the, the stool situation. Let's move this bad boy over. 
So this is gold amethyst on this tube right here. This is like one of the prettiest purples out there. It's a super beautiful like gem tone. Um, it doesn't have any of that like opalescence or milky haze that you see in a lot of our colors, which is like royal jelly is basically the hazy version of gold amethyst. So it's like this really just pretty gemmy color. And this piece is like the recycler version of the double, this is the double diffuse recycler tube. So the difference on this is the full body of this thing is 44 as opposed to that 50 down to the 32. And then it has this splash guard that sprays the water into this overflow drain and then a secondary splash guard to catch any splash coming up from that turbulent section where the function is going through. So I'm going to pull on this piece and show you guys some of the function on this as well. I know we've shown these tubes before, but I want to keep going over them because they're new and it's something I'm playing around with and really enjoying. So. We're going to show them off more. That little NATO down there. Just a little skinny, like, pencil tornado. Things like like a fucking it's just so shreddy and diffused because even like this splash guard is all gridded out too like everything is diffusing and shredding that water all the way till when it gets up to this splash guard here in the top section of the piece super stoked how these came out i've been like when i first started getting glass like i've told you guys before i was buying like flower tubes and stuff mostly so to like be making these now and like seeing these in front of me like a real like these are these are the real deal. These are real. These are like bongs. These aren't just like kind of a bong. Like these are. These remind me of stuff that I used to buy back in the day, but with my own little spin on it. All the handmade joints too on the actual pieces. Like I'm so stoked how though like how clean they look and how nice the joint. They're not even ground yet. I'm definitely. I think I want to ground a grind. Actually, well, they're so tight and this is already ground. Probably don't even need to grind that. But it's just I'm so stoked how these pieces came out and the function on them. And we're daily. We're smoking them daily now. Like the personal ones we have here. Um, so I'm excited to do more of the flower tube stuff. Just got to figure out like, you know, what the right like price points are on stuff. And like, cause these take me so much longer than other shit. It's like to like growing up, like tubes, would always seem to be more affordable than a lot of the crazy rigs. And like now when I'm making these, I'm like, dude, these are like a lot of work and like, like not easy. These are huge pieces of glass with lots of welds, lots of parts, like, every part of color you see is a separate section that had to be prepped and then fitted into it and everything and there's so much time just in prepping the color alone so yeah but super stoked how these came out um you guys will see more of these uh check the website you might see tubes pop up here and there probably not gonna do a lot of them but they'll be they'll be popping up um and then we'll do start adding the clear tubes to the pre-sale as well which will be the more affordable version of these it looks just the same with all the same sandblasting it just doesn't have all the colored accents through the entire piece it's just fully clear um, but yeah, let's go get a little sesh going. I'll meet you guys over there and I'll see you in just a second. Thanks for checking out this first part though. We're looking at the tubes and the Encalmo RBR. Thanks everybody. Seven hundred and seventy degrees. Wow, I really warmed that up. Holy cow. 
What's up everybody? We're session now. We're over here. We're done looking at the tubes and stuff. We got some double bub variations on the table. We got the 18 millimeter double bub right here and we have the one of one double bub recycling hammer thing. Insane. Whoever ordered this, they also ordered a custom slide with it. The slide looks so sick in this piece. I should have probably had it in here while I was showing off, but I'm going to take dab on it because it's so fun to smoke. Um, definitely not something we're probably going to make a bunch of because it's it's just so unique and honestly it was a bit of a challenge to make but i'm, I'm stoked how it turned out overall and the colors on it and everything but it's fun to do like one of ones and unique things you don't normally do it's how you you test new ideas and you open up new pathways in your brain for other things to pursue you know sometimes in your pursuit of one idea you actually find your greatest idea ever you didn't even realize it was going to be there you know so that's how i feel about a lot of these prototypes and stuff we're playing around with and New designs, revisiting old designs, trying to, trying to, oh my god, oh, that probably scared the shit out of some of you. Now listen, I didn't set this thing up. That was right in the mic. Whoa, I'm so sorry. That's probably really funny though. Someone's going to jump when they hear that. So I didn't set that up. I was recently at a party and brought that with me too, and that happened. It scared everybody. Um, but I don't know how to change it because I didn't set it up. So whatever. But yeah, that's, that lets me know it's ready to do the weeds on. First half of the day. Last episode I didn't dab on, but I felt bad. So this today I didn't smoke until I got here. Until this point right now. Oh, I did rip some bongs this morning, but. I didn't smoke a hash yet. Whoa. Alright, so this is a reinforced gridded eight hole shower head in the bottom and then a twelve hole God I can't even talk. Dude, a twelve hole ratchet perk. Absolutely shreddy. Crazy how well that works. Having the recycler on like the back side of the second bubbling chamber. It's weird. We were originally going to put the recycler in between the two chambers, <coughs> but we were having a hard time getting it to aesthetically flow in the drawings. So I was like, fuck it, no. Put the, do a double bub and then add the recycler to the secondary chamber. So the recycler is just like basically a splash guard for that shallow bubbler because the water is going to stack up high regardless. And it worked out and it made it like kind of like steps down like the different size tubings it kind of like flows right but it still has that nice level plane across the top that matches our traditional turp hammers and stuff but man thing fucking rips so fun to smoke so smooth it just wow i just took a dab of some fucking modified haze from dab logic that's like gmo mixed with some sort of haze wow that is fire the fucking turp hammers deliver such like a the way the smoke hits your mouth, it's so different than like an RBR or even a bong or anything because it's like the way this mouthpiece is set up. I don't know, dude. It just fucking. It's so nice. These are so fun to smoke. Shredder, dude. Goes. Really, we were surprised when all of us, when we took it out of the kiln the next morning and we're like putting water in it. Well, I was by myself before the guys got here, but. I know that when they got here, they were excited. They were like, oh shit, is that shit gonna work? But I was so stoked it did. 
because like anything in theory it may work in your mind it may work but then when you go to apply it and try it doesn't always work out you know the way you planned so really fun one of one super stoked how that turned out um when we were looking at the halo and calmo piece just a second ago in the other room uh I was referring to the other, like, first in combo piece you did is this one right here. This is the five mil we did, a little baby guy here. And this one has, like, something like 50 sections in it or something like that. 40? 40 or 50. Somewhere in there. It's kind of absurd, like, how many sections got into such, like, a little tiny piece. I can't believe the person that bought that also bought this. Like, what a fucking set. And I'm going to drop, like, a tube, hopefully, if it works out in, like, maybe four months or something. Don't mind me. It's been, we've been, I've been going non-fucking-stop. Same with the team, but they go non-stop Monday through Friday. I go Monday through Friday and then at night and then Saturday, Sunday, all day and at night. Of course, I'm spending time with the family and stuff. You gotta. But lately, I've been just, like, coming back in here. And, like, instead of working at home and resting at home, I've been, like, working here because I needed the bigger kilns to make all these tubes and shit. My home studio set up, like... I have a couple, I have like one kiln, I have two kilns there, they're both set up and running great, but like, they're just not the right height and size for me to do these bigger tubes, like I can do RBRs, I could even do stuff like this at home, but like those tubes are just so fucking big and there's an order of operations to building them that like, I need certain kilns and I need certain space, and my big commercial studio here offers that, so when I want to work on big shit like that, I gotta come here, but how lucky am I, dude, how lucky am I that I have a space that I can go to to pursue ideas that you know, require specific tools because you can be as creative as you want, but no matter what, you'll eventually hit a filter that will stop you from pursuing an idea because you don't have the right tools or you don't have the right setup. So <coughs> I just feel lucky that I'm able to like have this space and this stuff to be able to fucking try these ideas and try things and make big shit. Like right now I'm working on this thing that's bigger than the six foot RBR, bigger than Ganymede and way more technical, way more, way crazier. Like, like the first six, six foot RBR I did was like basically just like a dual weld and a couple like basic seals, like just giant. This piece is technical from the top to bottom and it's almost, it's gonna, when it's done, it's gonna be over seven foot tall, close to eight foot tall. Um, the can itself, just the can is over six foot. So the can itself is bigger. The six foot RBR, the can is only five foot something on the six foot RBR. The mouthpiece is what made it six foot till it broke. Now it's only like five foot one or something. No longer a six foot RBR. Um, and that's why I'm building something new because that broke and I wanted to do a video with this four foot Slurpee I have from Black Market. But this new piece I'm building, the perks, the way they're set up, it alternates from blooper perk to double diffuse disc, blooper perk, double diffuse disc. And it goes like that for 72 inches. And then, which is six foot. And then you have the foot on the actual bottom of the piece that's way bigger too. This piece can actually be able to stand like really well. It's got a really nice size foot on it. Still not big enough for how big the piece is, but much more appropriate than the last couple I've done. <coughs> and then the drain, I'm not gonna do one long straight drain. It's gonna be multiple funnels, like how I do my three by twos with like the double drains and stuff. This is either gonna be a double or triple drain. Basically, right now I have one of the hardest parts done and that's building all the sections with all the perks in them and ready to go. Now what I have to do is start welding the, the four, I have four sections that have to be welded together. So I'm gonna weld two of the sections together, 
let them bake in the kiln, and then the next day warm them back up, and then take the two big sections out and weld those together, and then all four sections will be connected into one big section, basically, after I do that. So it's going to take two days just to weld them together, because I'm welding these sections together, and then there's, like, fucking, like, uptakes like this. Like, there's three of these kind of, like, C-looking uptake things, basically, at each change of section, and it's, like, it's a fucking... Dude, like, it's a scientific piece, bro. It's got, like, crazy welds and uptakes, and it's giant. I hope it works out. I already have a name for it, so it's got to work out, you know? I'm, I'm going to call it Apothis, which is, you know, the destroyer of worlds. And because it will destroy our world when we smoke it. It's going to be sick. I can't wait to hopefully be able to smoke it someday. It's going to literally take me weeks to finish it. I'll probably get the whole can built by the end of this week. And then I'll probably get the sections made for the drain and mouthpiece. And then I'll be just staring at it for a week, contemplating how the fuck I'm going to put that on there and what my plan is. Because with something like this that can't fit in a kiln, it can only fit parts of it in the kiln, you really have to have an organized plan. Because if you don't plan for like little things like that you didn't anticipate, like, oh shit, I didn't plan how I was going to put this part on. Fuck, how am I even going to do this now? Like, you kind of have to plan, really plan your build out so that you don't hit a, a wall. <coughs> but nonetheless, excited. So hopefully in a couple weeks I can share Apothis and show the most ridiculous fucking technical giant crazy rig ever for no reason. No one asked for it. No one needs it. Not trying to sell it. Really, probably a huge waste of time, but it's what I like to do. It's like I was telling my guys the other day, we're here working, and... You know, they're like, oh, why don't you take today off? Because I was, like, caught up. We just did the Sunday sale, like, whatever. And I was like, well, dude, yeah, this is my day off. I'm going to come here and work on Apothis because, like, if I have free time that I don't have to work on my scheduled work, I'm going to go blow glass. Like, literally, like, if I have free time that I get to take away from glass blowing, I'll go blow more glass. Like, I just love blowing glass. So that's what I'm going to do all the time. And, uh, you know, I haven't told my wife about this piece yet, though. I've been working on it for a couple days, so... I gotta today I'm working on other stuff that I have to get done but trying to sneak in a day here or there to work on it and then one day this giant like seven eight foot piece will pop up and she'll be like what the fuck is that and I'll be like well let me tell you about it been working on it for a while now but not taking away from the scheduled work because she's the boss and I want to I gotta make sure I stick to my work but still I'm trying to have fun too you know gotta have a little fun over here trying to build some big crazy silly shit for no reason because I just because I want to um but yeah working on that should be a fun way to go into the holiday. We're probably going to do a little pop-up here for the holidays. Probably sometime in November. Probably going to announce that soon. But I think we're not going to give like a bunch of heads up because I don't want a million people showing up. So we're probably going to like announce it like a few days before it happens. But sometime in November we'll do some sort of little pop-up where we'll have some glass available. And we'll have like the studio open up for people to come check it out and visit. And uh, take some derps or something. You know? Have some cool pieces to check out. Just trying to do different shit, you know. Before the fucking aliens get here and World War Three starts. Just trying to have a little fun, if we can. Because, my goodness, none of us have had a break, I feel like, since the pandy. Like, it's just been one shitty, wild thing after another. And we're just over here hustling, smoking weed, trying to enjoy day-to-day stuff, like, best you can. <coughs> but it's a wild time. Now I'm just over here being a 33-year-old man, just... Talking about making eight foot fucking bongs and recyclers. No reason. But that's how I'm having fun right now. You know? I've been like... So like... 
actively lately trying to find ways of like just trying to enjoy myself a little bit because it's so weird like as you see like like little like your kids grow up started getting older and stuff and you realize how quick things are happening you're like damn dude like i'm always like oh i'll get this task done and then i'll I'll feel better or i'll like save up this much money and pay for this thing and then i'll feel better but it's like no you need to feel better like in the moment like it's it's rarely going to be you're rarely going to feel better if you've put all this weight into something too like i have to save up for this thing or i have to pay this thing or i have to do that or no it's just like in the moment try to try to enjoy whatever you're doing best you can shit's fucking crazy i can't believe we like i still get to blow glass every day though <coughs> bear mountain has been around for a decade now bro we're like a real company. We're like in a separate building right now that's our studio. Shit's wild. And I'm over here doing what I wanna do. Like I'm I'm like making the glass I wanna make and then also having time to spend on silly projects like these giant pieces I like to make and just like having fun with it. Like my own little fantasy factory, dude. That's why I hope we get the space next door to us too so we can expand again next year and, and get a little mini ramp set up over there. And then shred the mini ramp in the morning while the kiln warms up, dude. Get like a 45 minute mini ramp session, have coffee, smoke a joint, and then just blow glass for 12 hours, and then go home and play with my kiddo. Fuck yeah, dude. Just the world just has to not end, and that'll probably happen. Just gotta figure it all out. <coughs> I feel like the fucking people in power every year are trying to scare us with another world ending fucking event. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Let us just worry about the Kardashians again. Come on, guys. Like, let us just worry about that. You know, like, like I just want to watch, like, I Love the 70s on VH1 and just be like, yeah, that, that was crazy back then. Everything's just really boring now. Just let it be boring for a little bit. Can we have, like, a couple years of boring? Man, I really thought this president was going to be boring as fuck, dude. But this has been pretty exciting times. Growing up is wild too, dude. I've often more than less feel or more than often I feel like I'm living in a fucking movie or some shit, dude. Like the way things are happening, I'm like, I've seen this movie, dude. Like I've fucking seen this one already. This is a rerun. I don't wanna watch this. I don't even want to be part of it. Come on. Cut it out. Yeah, man. I I love to listen to like uh comedians like podcasts because they have like, you know, in the toughest, saddest times, like a little bit of like comedy is kind of like can be a healthy way to snap your, you know, brain out of that like negative place it's been chilling in. And like comedians during like these times when shit's wild out there, like, man, if you can hear it in the right perspective, that can really make you chuckle. It can be really pleasant. So I've been really digging the takes a lot of these uh, comedians have been having lately just on everything going on in the world. Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. Wait, no, I don't need it, dude. I got this, I got this marble now. This one fits perfect. Yeah, you're probably right. Ah, it's hot as shit. Fuck. No, this one's perfect, guys. This fits, it fits. If it fits, it ships. That's something someone said at some point. <laughs> no. No. Oh. All right, so 
I almost daily the five mils lately. They fucking oh wait, are we gonna pause it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like daily the five mils lately, just because it's like <coughs> it's so much terps. It's like insane. And like you get it's just so fun, all the smoke going through such a tiny piece. People scoop those up quick. Gotta figure out the five mil now situation though. We talked about that last episode, but we're working on it. Mm. My gosh. I should have saved the five mil for the end. I feel like I just got hit with a bat. A little turp baseball bat. The wife wants to make shirts that say or stickers that say turp assault, because I say that a lot in like lives and shit, because that's how I feel sometimes. Sometimes I take a dab. Perfect dab. But I still feel like I got assaulted by the Terps. I feel like like a, like a Terp came in and just kicked me down and just like threw so much flavor in my face and just like filled my body with all the Terpiest smoke. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude, it's so heavy. Like, And like all those new studies coming out with like the, the amount of THC actually isn't even the part that gets you super high. It's actually the Terpenes now. They're starting to really discover the shit that like it's combinations of specific terpenes and certain amounts of those terpenes that create specific types of highs as we like to call them as stoners and man when you get a really terpy shit dude it hits you in a totally different way dude it's way more psychedelic than just like ripping a joint like when you rip a dab of some really terpy stuff the way it hits you is almost like i feel like the come up on like some like mushrooms or something all of a sudden like you just it just i don't even know it's so different than uh just smoking a joint or ripping a bong extra take back take that back me and my wife have been ripping the new bong that i made and she's been getting like two stoned off weed now she's like what the fuck is happening so we had to smoke a joint the other night she's like i can't rip that bong right now like i can't be that stoned like i'm like okay i understand (coughs) yeah fucking hash dude well, we're just getting started. We still got to look at the double bub. We still got to look at this double bub and smoke it. Put some terps through it. Before these head home. Got to gotta share them on the pod. Because it's like sometimes I feel like pieces get made and I leave before I can even show anyone them. Like what we what was made or what we've done. Like It's a, it's a blessing and also kind of like, damn, like I feel like so much cool shit I've made hasn't been able to be shared appropriately so people don't have a full view of like what I'm capable of doing and there's just been so many pieces that have like slipped through the cracks as far as being able to be promoted or even photographed that I've sent out um and I'm grateful for that amount of support and I'm stoked I get to blow glass like that every day but at the same time I'm like damn dude there's like so much cool shit I wish I could have like recorded and shared with people in a way where more people saw it but that's always the struggle of being an artist, right? Is trying to get people to pay attention to what you're doing and see your work. I feel like it's a, it's like one of those like cornerstones of the struggle of being a person that's trying to make a living from your creativity. You know, just trying to convince people to even just look at you for a second and then keep them looking at you. It's a, it's a whole thing. But yeah, man, these bubblers really bring me back to a time of like 2008, 9, 10. You'd see double bubs in shops even like import ones like all over the place and i haven't been into a local shop oh i have actually really recently i buy fucking papers all the time what am i talking about i never see double bubs anymore at all but i'm sure you can find them out there but my point is is there's not too many companies in the 
I don't even know what part of the glass scene I'm necessarily in, but whatever scene I'm in right now, I don't see a lot of double bubs in that scene. So I thought, like, why not use some of our percolators and our variations we do and build a double bub? Because I think I want to smoke one with some flour, which I did. And I, I think that people would be stoked on them, which they were. The people scooped these up. I was, I was stoked that people scooped them up. Not going to make a ton of these. You might not even see these again until next year. But it was just more of like a little test. I was like, let's drop some double bub stuff and see if people are into it. And I think people would be into most things. I think what a lot of it comes down to is price points. It's like finding the right price points. Um, and that where people can feel comfortable like supporting that brand and buying something and enjoying the work. And I think that some stuff we make is just really expensive. And finding ways to mitigate costs. But at the same time, I almost have to like make something new with the intention that this is how you make something super affordable. You know what I mean? I have to design something with the intention, but like when I'm making this thing of it, like, Hey, if I'm making this thing about making a lot of these and make sure that it's made in a timely manner where this is very inside baseball or, you know, talk here basically. But my point is, is like building a product with the intention of keeping it super affordable, but so that it actually makes sense where you're like making them and still able to like pay your bills from them. Like, cause glass is not cheap. Our material costs have gone up exponentially over the last two years for glass artists, things that I used to pay. Everything's doubled it or more, which is crazy. Like even recently, my wife, like she does all the ordering for materials and stuff. And she's just like, like, dude, like Pelican costs fucking pelican cost dude we're talking to other companies now because we might we might need to work with a different hard case company that can do something similar to better cost because what pelican's charging us like we're paying like 160 dollars for fucking like 1400s and more for 1450s like these things used to be under a hundred dollars like now they've almost doubled in price like everything from our materials i'm not complaining we've all seen it right so i preach into the choir we've all fucking seen it we all know it's happening but the point is is how do I go into making a product intentionally try to make it super affordable in a time when things have gotten so expensive? You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm trying to find that balance and I, but know that the intent is there and I'm working towards it. I know that some of the glasses that we make is like way out of people's price range. I do make stuff that's way in people's price range, but that stuff maybe isn't the stuff they want. So I have to make something that's really hot and sick for a really affordable and you know, like anything, designing and finding that niche niche i can't even talk right now dude let's take a dab it takes time y'all we're doing it i'm trying to be patient myself i'm just trying to learn how to talk again you know what i mean like use words not slur i've been here since 5 a.m so i've been here for a bit it's fucking like 10 30 now so we've been here for been here for five hours and i also worked out today with my trainer too so i've like I've done, I've seen some things already today, all right? So I have excuses of why I'm so off. Whatever's happening, why I can't talk, dude. Saying words funny. <coughs> so the colors on this are brilliant blue with ghost. And then the accent color is green stardust over um, white and then sleeved and clear. So it makes like this sparkly mint kind of like green. That's really, really pretty in person. Again, a lot of these colors are difficult to show on camera to really help bright they are and beautiful um these pieces are a little bit shorter than our king bubs and our double diffuse bubs but they have a very they have the same body just a shorter a little bit shorter setup 
And the reason we could do that is because when you add another diffusing chamber or another bubbling section that holds water, it creates a pressure where you don't have to have as high water level here. So we didn't have to have as much space for the water to stack. Um, so that means we can shrink it down a little bit, tighten the tolerances, and then have this section in there. And then from the top of the mouthpiece though, pretty close to the same height. But as far as the can, they're a little shorter can than the actual, but a little bit bigger foot though, because you need that little bit bigger flared foot to hold you know, the weight of this coming down. <coughs> but yeah, I sound ready for another dab, so let's warm it up. Ooh. I have like, lately I have not been smoking a ton of hash. Like we did the Patreon event and I conditioned for like three months for that and like smoked so much hash getting ready for it. And then after it immediately just like, was still dabbing, but like I've slowed way down. Like maybe like one dab a day, if that. And then it's like just tons of flour though. I'm back on my flour pick. I think it's like a winter time thing. I think when it starts getting like colder out, I drink more coffee and I just like flour. I like my mouth to taste like an ashtray with some coffee. It makes me feel more manly or something you know hash is too good i'm like no it's cold i need something a little dirty I need something that makes my coffee taste less like poop too like like anything just just a little bit of character building you know hot bean water a little ashtray and resin in your mouth mm. man you know i think i only can romanticize that because working labor jobs when i was younger and construction and stuff there's just like you know, the guy you look up to is the guy who has the most ripped up work boots and the dirtiest painter's pants. And you're like, damn, he's done a lot of caulking. Like, you know, so in his mouth probably is just like an ashtray resin pit. And you're just like, damn, that that's success right there. I want to get there. He gets 18 an hour. You know, different time. Not that long ago, though. I'm only 33. But, man, shit seems like yesterday. But, like, when I started blowing glass in, like, 2013, 2014, like... Things were a lot different then, but they, to me, they don't like really feel like that because it all just seems like yesterday. But not like, but then if you really analyze it, you're like, oh shit, shit was so different, and that just seems like yesterday though. It's crazy how quickly things change, you know. Growing up is wild. Look at this. No marble. Come back, bro. Thank you. These double bulbs are amazing for flour, but I'm going to put a dab through it so that, because it's all clean, and this way it's like really easy to get it clean back up because we're shipping and stuff today and tomorrow, finishing, getting the rest of the Sunday sale out. <coughs> we film these on Wednesdays, so if you're watching this on a Sunday, know that this was a few days ago, so your piece has been shipped. We're not like sitting here on Sunday like, hey, we're going to get these out even though we told you to be out by Friday. No, we're, they're, they're all going out. Everybody's ready. Everybody's upgraded accessories. I love that we're doing that now. The upgraded accessories, like, so many people get flower slides for their shit. Like, I have RBRs out there with, like, full-color slides with, like, horns on them that match them. And on an RBR, it just looks fucking cool, dude. I should post some videos on my story so people can see them. Because it, it, it looks sweet. It reminds me of, like, my early... It's, it's literally because, like, my early RBRs, the first double diffuse came with flower bowls. The first, like, 20 or so came with flower bowls. So it was, like seeing like these modern day ones with the flower bowls on I'm like oh shit bro like 10 years ago i was making these like june of 2013 i was making double diffuse rbrs but they're called double diffused bell recyclers back then now they're double diffused refined bell recyclers because there's been a lot of fucking refinements over the last 10 years 
every year we refine more too it's like what how do we make it better and it's amazing how much that like we're able to like every year like oh like we've learned how to do this technique now or we have this new tool like we can add this to it and just you just keep making it nicer and nicer and nicer i don't know that shit's fun to me i i fear the day when it's not fun to me i'm like god if like if like i have so many friends that have quit smoking weed i'm like half of like the thing that gets me out of bed at 4 or 4.30 in the morning is like I can't wait to go to work and try that new piece I made and like if I don't smoke weed I don't know if I'm going to be fucking excited to get up and go oh I can't wait to go just look at the piece I made like I want to show function I want to make a video like the things that motivate me a lot of the time to work is like silly stuff like that that requires me being excited to like smoke some weed through what I made there's the same thing with growing weed. Like, I never would have grown weed if I didn't wasn't just, like, obsessed with, like, the genetics and, like, wanting to have good quality weed for myself. It had nothing to do with selling weed to anyone. It was for me to consume. I wanted to grow my own plant and consume it. Just like I did with my vegetables. Like, same shit. Um, and it was, like, the little things, like, the genetics and stuff that made me so obsessed with it. It wasn't, oh, man, if I sell this, I'll be able to buy this. It was, like oh no, I'm keeping all of it, even though I, I know it'll go bad before I smoke it all, I just, I worked so hard on it that it's like, I don't want to just like sell this, it's not worth selling to me. Yeah. Glass was like that for a while too. I never really thought it was going to be like selling glass, I thought it was just going to be making the pieces I wanted to smoke. Like, I was like, yeah, I'll... fuck, dude, I'm sorry, bro. Damn. Damn, I hate it. I fucking hate it, bro. I'm going to freak out. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry guys, that was really too much. Disrespectful. Oh man, just a real asshole. Sorry about that. Well, oh, the 710 looks crazy. I'm way too stoned. Good thing my guys are, we pretty much have someone that manages everybody now though. So I can just walk out of here fucking stoned as fuck and just be like, what? And then someone else handles it. I gotta smoke this, right? Ooh, 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 ooh. Hey, whoa. Oh, dirt. Hey. <coughs> 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 the guys probably hear me in here like. Oh, <coughs> oh fuck. Almost sounds like some sort of doctor's office or something. Like someone's getting work done in the other room. And you're like, fuck, what's happening in there to them? Well, that was really terpy. What was that? Southern hospitality, whatever the fuck that is, that's the flavor. It's very like cushy, sweet, with a little bit of gas. Some of their like live batter or whatever, rosin batter, I don't know what the fuck they call it, live batter. It's good, it's good. Wow, my eye, damn it. Dude, I'm definitely gonna have to put my headphones in and just not talk to anybody. That's the thing with me and weed. I see why a lot of my friends have stopped at this point at their responsible ages because it's hard to talk and function with people if you're super stoned. But, like I've said many times before, I live life on hard mode and I've curated a life where I don't need to talk to anybody but the people that work with me. So, I can get weird. I can get a little weird on the weed. It's a good time for me. Oh, man. Try to, try to, try to be grateful for all this cool shit. It's hard sometimes. Things are so wild. You know, to be stoked about where you're at in the moment. But I work on it. It's double bub sick, though. 
it's the reinforced gridded 16 hole shower head in the bottom hole and then the eight um slit double fuse disc and then 16 hole ratchet perk right here in the back we call it the double double bub because it's a double diffused on both chambers just a little bit different setup on this double diffuse but it is still two diffusers in there <coughs> the way it's set up so it's that double double not sure to scoop this one but appreciate you piece rips it's awesome for flower it looks so nice with like the slide in it and shit it's uh it's like a, just it's almost like a bird dude yeah bro get back here marble but stoked how these turned out it's been like man it's been a huge learning curve this year like everything that's happened with like having to move and everything has also been a blessing in disguise like i've had a lot of progression in glass i've got to do a class this year which we've talked about last episode i believe i've got to do a lot i'm about to do a certo class here in november so i'm gonna start learning some millie some more millie stuff because i want to start building millie stuff here and like have guys using the lathes to pull down millie sections for me and then cold work them get them built out so that i can make pieces that are full millie full you know and like in calmo stacked stuff like there's just there's so many things i want to try and i think that that's very counterintuitive to me trying to make affordable glass so that's why i gotta do a little bit of both i have to keep my bread and butter the stuff that like people can like actually try my work and and start trying to collect it that's like achievable and affordable but i also have to make museum level stuff too like i really want to like hone my skills and make museum level glass like i want to make stuff that truly like hundreds and hundreds of years from now even maybe a thousand years from now if looked at by archaeologists they can go wow like the level of craftsmanship that these people were achieving in this time with this medium is really amazing like i want to fucking make museum future artifact level fucking glass so in order to do that i need to dedicate a lot of time to classes and then practicing technique and investing in nice material and equipment and expanding that part of it so basically no sleep is scheduled anytime soon just going to keep pursuing the arts and having fun with it while i can because what else is there to do while floating on this giant rock shooting through space i'm just trying to make some bongs dude and smoke some hash it's pretty simple like it's what it is but thanks episode thanks everybody this is episode 135 of the podcast little sash little checking out glass in the beginning um hope you guys have an awesome week we will have our sunday sale announcement for november probably by next week um but yeah that's probably might be our last drop of the year we'll see we will see thanks so much everybody have a great day later dude i haven't smoked that many dabs in a row in a minute i'm fucking wicked stone bro fuck